Welcome back to Podcast Recovery, everyone. We're your hosts, David O. And Eric V. There you are. See the lag? It still gets me, Eric. We've, we've done it it's, it's a hundred times. It's all right. We're, we're about to upgrade that. So, um, Oh, yeah. Ooh, there's upgrades on the horizon. Fantastic. Yes. All right. Well, today we are joined by a very special guest, Don. How are you doing today, Don? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm doing well, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the new season of podcast recovery and what all, what all we're going to reveal. So, yeah. uh, glad to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Tampa Bay, Florida, uh, originally uh, from upstate New York, but uh, I was uh, raised pretty much in Tampa Bay. Nice. And and I know we just spoke about it, but I'll, I'll say congratulations to the Tampa area for your Super Bowl victory. Yes, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You had, so, you had so much to do with it, Don. I, I felt you, you deserved the tip of the cap. Yes, yes. Well, I'm, I'm a <laughs> part in it that I, I uh, that I actually lived there. So uh, it was a long time coming, and and uh, uh, glad to see it come to pass. So yeah, man. Yeah. So so when were you first introduced to recovery? Um, I was first introduced to recovery uh, when I went to a meeting in Los Angeles, California, in 1987, mm. and I I. Um, I didn't get it and I didn't want to get it and so it was a long journey to find my way back to a recovery meeting and uh, uh, the next time I went to uh, a recovery in a recovery meeting uh, specifically was uh, in 2009. Uh, Ooh, that's a long journey. It is a huge journey yeah and it, boy it was, uh, it was a rough one. And uh, I went because I got arrested for possession of drugs and I knew I had to do something, so I went to a meeting. But um, there was still a lot of journey left in me even after that. So, um, yeah. All right. A lot of bottom. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been clean? I've been clean uh, since uh, March 22nd, 2013. Um, I, I had been clean 15 months before that, and I had a relapse, and since that, that, that day, I've been uh, clean and haven't drank or used any drugs or any mind-altering substances since then, and uh, I'm uh, engaged in recovery and enthused about recovery, and, and, uh, and today, I, I love my life and uh, wouldn't trade it for the world. So Awesome. Yeah. So you're uh, coming up on eight years. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Congratulations, I, man. That's thank awesome. You. Yes. All right. And without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you to share your story with us. So take it away. All right. Well, um, um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what life was like before recovery and then the process that led me to recovery and then uh, what life has been like since then. And uh, so I, my, my childhood, you know, I was raised in Tampa Bay, as I, as I said, and uh uh, I, 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 I was, I, I was born in the mid sixties and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, during the early seventies and my parents used, used drugs and, uh, I, uh, heard a lot of great music back then. And I, I, I saw my parents drinking and using and, and, uh, and I went through some stuff at a very young age. I was, I was, I was abused by a neighbor. I mm-hmm. was, got a little older and a family friend of ours who I looked up to like an uncle committed suicide right in front of me. And somewhere along the really violently too, I, he jumped and impaled himself on a locked 
like buck knife, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. It was really, it was really intense. And I remember to this day, my reaction to that was to, to, to just go into a numbed emotional state. I just, yeah. I, I just told myself, I, I'm not going to cry. I, I remember sitting in my dad's truck and uh, tears were pouring down my eyes. I, I looked in the mirror and I said, Donnie, you will not cry. You can laugh at anything. And, and, and somehow I just turned it off, you know, and later that, that evening when Billy's wife and my mom were bawling in the living room, I, I, it irritated me that they were feeling this, you know, and, uh, I, I, I began to, to, to really disassociate myself from my own feelings and being connected with myself, you know, mm. and I was uncomfortable in my own skin and I didn't want to experience, uh, emotions and I, and I remember that being the hallmark of how things were for me as as a childhood and in, in my childhood and, and I, I had good parents they they kind of turned it around and, and they started taking us to church and they they you know um uh, cleaned it up and and um but it was a little late for me but then and I um you know I started getting high at the age of 10 and um for me I, I felt like I had found uh found the way, you know, I, I, I found a, an escape that worked for me. You know, I love the feeling of being high. I, I love the people that I was around because they were more, they reminded me of what my mom and dad and that whole atmosphere had been like a few years before, before they turned it around yeah. mm-hmm. and it was cool. And they, um, you know, um, you know, um, so from the day I got high, it only took about two and a half years for my life to become a complete train wreck. I started skipping school and I, 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 I got busted for a public, public, public intoxication. And, um, uh, you know, uh, I got expelled from two schools for possession of drugs. And mm-hmm. my, my, my parents put me in an institution, a, 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 an inpatient drug program. And uh, my mom told me we were going to a, a new school, and I believed her. And, and but it turns out I got dropped off at this place that was a secure facility. And uh, and and uh, <clears throat> you know they thought that, that that I would be home in in a few months or, or whatever. And but pretty much I never went back home again. I I wound up becoming a runaway and a ward of the state and the juvenile justice system. And I, wow. I I would get out and I would commit tr- crimes and I would use dope and. The drugs got harder, and, and, and you know, uh, I went to prison the first time at age 16 uh, for stealing cars and doing all this stuff. And, um, you know, so my life became just a cycle of doing time and getting out and, um, and, and doing drugs, you know. And I remember that when I would get out of prison or get out of jail or get out of the mental hospital <laughs> or wherever it was that I had been at, I felt so isolated and different from everybody else, you know, and I, I remember just feeling like I didn't fit in anywhere. And the only place that I felt like I kind of semi fit in is when I was alone and I was uh, either had a needle in my arm or I was smoking crack or I was, you know, just, just in oblivion, you know, by myself, you know, and um, it was a really lonely place, you know, and you, when you're, when you're doing that, um, in living like that and chasing that it um it it doesn't take long for it to catch up with you in you know jail or you know jails institutions and death you know for me it turned out to be the jails and the institutions and many near-death experiences and you know mm-hmm. I, I homeless and you know dumpster diving and you know just all of that you know and um I came to a place in, in, in life. I, I had done, I did over 20 years for bank robbery. 
Um, once For I did bank the- robberies. Yes. Yeah. That's badass. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was. It was. <laughs> you know, when I talk about it, people ask me about. It, they say, "Damn, man, you, you, you mean you actually robbed a bank?" And and I'm like, "Yeah." And and um, you know, it, it wasn't like Hollywood. You know, it was. No, I'm sure it was. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just like um, I, I was scared and shaking and you know almost like nauseous after I did it and I was trying to find dope and you know I was deluded because I've been up days and it wasn't pretty man and and um um I would go on these binges and I would literally drive myself insane after being up for days and days and you know I mean uh speed and meth and, and coke and that, that can do that to you after a few days and and maybe oh, yeah. paranoid anyway but I would wind up thinking that the government was after me and peeking out windows and all that stuff and oh and, yeah I just did some really crazy stuff, man. And, and uh, you know, can I ask a question real quick? Sure, sure. Go right ahead. What What was the most you ever got from a bank robbery? Oh, I think it it, it wasn't a lot. It, you know, it was just a single teller situation. And uh, oh, okay. Uh, four to six, maybe seven grand. You know, I mean, it wasn't wasn't that. But I mean, it's enough to get. That's huh? a, that's a hell of a score, dude. I mean, when you're just looking for one more, that's a lot more, you know? And so yeah. I, I would like be very, you know, um, um, you know, it, 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 it did the job, I guess you could say. And so yeah. I, I uh, you know, I, I wound up, I wound up, I did four years for the feds and uh, for wow. first ones that I was busted for out in Los Angeles. And I'd already done a few years just already up to that point in my life on and off through some of the things I described and, um, and I got out and, and, uh, and I, you know, I was going to do everything right. And I was going to, uh, you know, I, you know, gotten a, a band in prison, a metal band, and, you know, and so I'm going to get out and I'm going to, you know, do music and this and that. And, yeah. um, but you know, I, I, I wound up, uh, right back in the same position, you know, my parents tried to help me and, you know, my, my, I really disappointed a lot of people. And within a matter of six or seven months, you know, I was, doing the same shit, you know, and, um, wound up being sentenced to, uh, 22 years in prison in Florida. Wow. The State Department of Corrections for a, a string of bank robberies for six of them. And, um, so I, I spent that whole time searching for truth, you know what I mean? Um, and trying to figure out what the, what the hell just happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, when they sentenced me to that, that, that the 22 years, I, it was like a crush, you know, I could, I could just feel his weight on me. And I, it, it's oh, funny for the first time in my life, you know, I, I, I thought to myself, wait a second here, man, most 23 year olds are not like sitting in jail waiting to go to prison because they've been sentenced to 22 years for fucking bank robbery. This shit is not, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with me? And so I, 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 um, I, I got into religion for several years and then I, you know, meditated a lot for a few years after that. And I read a lot. I read the dictionary. I read, you know, I mean, I just really, and, you know, at the end I, I thought, well, you know, I don't know what it's about, all about, man. I just know that I don't, I don't want to do that again when I get out, you know, when I found mm-hmm. it. Um, so I, I just knew that I, I just didn't, just didn't want to get high. And I, and I thought that, Hey man, 15, I got out after 15 years and, and I, I thought, well, you know, 15 years, you know, I haven't smoked crack, you know, and my problem is really simple. It's cocaine. 
I, I, I just don't need to do cocaine no more. And so I won't, you know, and I got out and I started smoking weed. I drank a little bit. And then these feelings of um, not fitting in came over me. Um, you know, at work, people would ask me to go out and I would kind of, uh, well, what if they got to know me? And what if they found out about my past? And, you know, no, I can't go out, man. Thanks for asking, though. And, you know, but... But, uh, but Dawn is going to be there and she wants to get to know you more. She works around the, the cubicle over there. And I'd be like, man, I, I, I really do believe me. I want to, but I, I'm, 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 I was scared inside. And I wanted to waiting at home and, and, and getting high and doing bong hits and watching South Park and playing guitar and just all by myself, man. And so eventually I did it again. I, I started smoking crack and, and um, I, 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 I wound up committing another bank robbery in 2009. Mm. Um, and that's after I started doing some meetings, as I, I, I discussed earlier, I'd gotten busted for a possession of cocaine and I, I, I actually beat that at trial. And I, I, uh, a week later I, I knew that bank robbery and, um, I was in a really horrible state of mind when I did it. I'd been up for days and, and the court system had changed a little bit. They, they looked at mental health issues a little differently than they did, you know, 20 years before. And, uh, mm-hmm. they, 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 they sentenced me to a mental health program that took people around to meetings and um, they didn't really sentence me, but they, they were court ordered me to go there. And uh, they, they knew I had some serious like delusional, I was, you know, I was crazy. <laughs> and, uh, and, and cocaine so will do that to you. It, it, it did it to me. And then, so I, I, um, I started going to meetings and getting exposed to that. And, and, uh, I started getting a sense of hope that maybe who knows uh, someone like me could actually um, put together a life. Maybe if I, if I listen to somebody or I ask for help and, you know, but um, <clears throat> it was hard, man. It was, it was really hard asking for help. Um, I was like kind of shell shocked because I mean, I, I had never gone to high school. I had never gone to, I didn't know what it was like to have friends. I didn't know what it was like to, have a life at all. There was no life that I was trying to go back to, you know, I thought about recovery as a place that where it'll, it'll set you back to where you were, you know, and, and uh, so you can move on from there. And there wasn't any spot that I I could move on from, you know, and, uh, Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel like anybody could relate to that. Um, Yeah. So I, I had a, I had a few years of struggle and I, 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 uh, you know, I went on more binges and I kept using and I, unfortunately I didn't rob any more banks and I, I, uh, but I would woke up, wake up in mental hospitals and stuff like that. And, and I wound up, um, asking someone to sponsor me at, um, uh, at a meeting and they, they, they said, sure. And, um, uh, <clears throat> they, they took me to a recovery workshop and this was in 2011 and I, um, they were talking about self-centeredness being at the root of addiction and many types of dysfunction. And when I heard that, I, I was like, man, I, I, um, that kind of made sense to me in a way. And I, I realized for the first time that really what was at the heart of it for me was this feeling that I, I was not good enough and that there was something wrong with me that I was different and I was a horrible person. And that if you got to know me, you really wouldn't like me. And, I looked at all the decisions that I've made in my past as, as, as just evidence that I wasn't a real piece of shit, you know, and that's a heavy burden to bear, man. And, 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 but I realized somehow during that meeting that, 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 that was a lie 
that it was not the truth and, and, and that I was worth fighting for and that my life was precious and that I was a good person, just as good as anybody else. And, and for some reason that, that, that was a moment of an awakening for me that, that, that was the game changer, you know? And, uh, when, when the thought of getting high came over me, um, you know, and I had the means to do it. Um, I, I was like, I was like the wolf man, you know, I was like, oh, yeah. it was like the, the, the moon had come out and, um, I, my, my stomach would turn and my knees would buckle and I would have to take a shit like immediately. <laughs> it's like, that's how, how bad it was, you know? And I could never, yeah. I couldn't get past that, you know? And, and, uh, it was just how fucked up I was. And, 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 but when, when I had realized that for the first time in my life, when, you know, I was at the homeless shelter and I, I, they handed out bus passes and they handed me a bus pass and it was like for a month. And I knew that I could walk a block away and trade it for some crack. And, and, um, and I got that feeling, you know, it came over me and, you know, I, I, I was just, I got scared. And then I remembered, you know, I heard my sponsor's voice in my head saying, it's just a feeling it'll pass. Um, you don't know what I have to use again. Just call me, you know. And for the first time in my my, my journey, I, I I I was able to call him, and um, and I didn't use that day. And um, you know, we started doing step work and and um, um, addressing some of the the issues and my 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 perception and my mindset and in light of the steps and all of that. And and um, and man, things began to turn around for me. You know, I. Uh, I began to put together a life and I, 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 I met my, met, met a, a woman in the rooms, uh, um, and, uh, um, and life began to, uh, uh, and I, you know, got friends and I, I just felt really connected for the first time in my life, man. I felt like I had friends and I had, you know, I, I had this girl and I had a life and I, 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 I couldn't believe, man, that it was like, I, I had been away for so long and 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 that my life was beginning to turn around i had a lot of hope and excitement and and life was really good man you know and uh <clears throat> so i um uh, we moved in together her and i and and uh i uh and got engaged and and uh um uh, and then, like right after we got engaged i i i, I relapsed you know <laughs> i had uh and i i i took something personal that she said, and I got all in my head about it. And, you know, it just triggered all these feelings. And I, I had just gotten, uh, uh, on step four, you know, <laughs> oh, of course. yeah, man. And I was like, uh, uh, just, there was all these feelings and I was getting to get some awareness of all these issues that I had. And I was like, Oh, a little sensitive. And I don't know. I, 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 I woke up in the morning and said, fuck it, I'm going to get high. And I, and I did. And, uh, she, uh, she, uh, she, she, she got this feeling that something was up and she came back and, you know, caught me getting high. And I, I, I had the crack in my hand and I held it up and she was trying to get it from me to, to, to throw it away. And she couldn't get it from me. And she was begging with me to get to a meeting. And, you know, she already called her sponsor who called my sponsor and they were like in the way to do an intervention. And she stepped back two feet and then she kicked me in the nuts. And, um, so I, I, I like, I dropped that shit and, and, and that is the last time, that's the last time I got high, man. And so <laughs> it was a real kick in the nuts. It, it was, it was a spiritual awakening, man. And so I, uh, <laughs> my sponsor rolled up and, and, and he took me to a meeting and, and, you know, I realized that, you know, I mean, I had been doing work, but I kind of, my, 
my priorities weren't weren't quite there because I got a little maybe I got a little cocky. You know, I thought that I got mm-hmm. this. I thought, you know, my this this daily thing about um, getting centered and grounded and, and making sure that I'm going to apply principles today and I'm going to be honest with myself and I'm going to ask for help and I'm going to be transparent and not hide my 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 shit. You know, and um, um, I, I didn't do that. I failed. And 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 it when I got into self pity and all of that, it, it just it just lit you know, like a fuse. It was like a rocket mm-hmm. fuel to my addiction. It always had been, and, and it was still there, you know? And I was more vigilant after that. And, um, you know, I, uh, I, 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 30 days later, I was like, like, it was almost like it didn't happen, but I had learned a really valuable lesson. And I, I, um, I, I, um, you know, I, I, I committed to, to following a, a path, a spiritual path of just, you know, my own path and connecting with my higher power and making it the first thing in my life. Because if I didn't, I knew that, you know, I, I you know, bad days are going to come, you know, and, and, and days are going to come where I'm off and I'm not grounded. And without, without doing that every day and following that path, I knew that, you know, that, that could repeat itself. And um, so anyway, I was only out like two hours, man. And so that was, that was, that was good. And, uh, no last yeah. time. And, um, um, you know, we wound up getting married and I, I, I wound up, uh, uh, you know, helping other people. And I, I, I found a job, um, uh, doing software and I, 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 uh, worked hard, man. My wife got pregnant and I, um, I, I wound up being, you know, after a few years, I, I, we, I started a startup in Clearwater, Florida and they, they like blew up, man. And I wound up becoming the software, the director of software development for this company. We've become an international company. And I was working, you know, um, uh, with like 35 developers, 40 and, uh, uh, guys that I worked with. And I, they just, you know, I just, by applying the principles of recovery, you know, I, I, people, um, um, people like me, you know, I found out that I was likable. I was a good guy. I could do things. I did have skills. And if I just put in the work, man, that, that, um, you know, life got really good and, and, and it was challenging. It was difficult, but it was very rewarding and satisfying knowing that I did have what it takes, you know, um, and I wasn't a piece of shit. I was so much more than that. And that's what recovery yeah. gave me. And by, by, by doing the steps and working with a sponsor and having a support group and our, uh, you know, my sponsee family, we would meet monthly and have dinner and, you know, do a, do work and, you know, talk. And, and that, that became very important uh, to me in my recovery and, um, so, um, anyway, um, I, my son Levi was born in 2014 and in 2016, my son Finley was born and, uh, you know, around then I wound up, um, uh, you know, I, I, I became a homeowner and, and, uh, here I am a homeowner. I have two cars and I've been living in Florida in a nice neighborhood. And I, I, I'm the director of software development for this, <laughs> this company that makes banking software. Imagine that. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, full circle. Yeah, yeah, it was totally full circle, and and I, 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 I began to get afraid, man, because I, I, you know, I didn't want my 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 wife's mom friends, you know, or you know, kids and all that to, to find out about me, and I didn't want my work's business partners to find out about me and my past, you know, because I was afraid I'm fired and lose all this and. You know, I, I, I found myself like living a double life, you know, and, um, you know, and, and, and being afraid. And, um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just felt that it was the right thing for me to do to, 
you know, I started writing a book and I, I, um, I, I, I started, um, you know, speaking at, at high schools around, uh, Pinellas County, Florida, where I'm from. And, um, I even got invited to, <laughs> I even got invited to join a rotary club, um, in, in, in Safety Harbor, where, where I, the actual town where I grew up. And, and, and so anyway, I, I came out one day on, on, on social media. I, I said, I'm coming out of the closet and I was a real attention grabber. And so I, um, I just told my story and about, you know, kind of like I have here and what recovery had done in my life and how grateful I was and how exciting I was to be living the dream, you know, and, and all the prison and the insanity. I mentioned that. And, 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 and I had been afraid that people were going to reject me, you know, and that somehow yeah. I would lose what I had gained, you know, and, and, um, and I found it was just the opposite that, that, um, that people were like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to know somebody like you. One guy told me the hallway at work when he stopped in. So, um, so anyway, I, 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 I started speaking more and, and, and helping more and, you know, doing things like that and doing some coaching. And, and, um, so, um, um, anyway, um, recovery has given me, um, you know, the kind of the, the life that I've never thought that I could have, but, uh, but I did. <laughs> uh, and, and, and it's, it's, for me, it's like nothing short of a miracle. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, my dad, uh, who passed in 2016 was, he was proud of me, you know, and he knew yeah. that the person that he always saw in me had, 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 had come finally, you know, and other family members as well. And, and then most importantly, me, you know, I was able to look in the mirror and, and love the person I see finally, you know. And, um, and, 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 you know, what a beautiful thing it, it is and, and, and continues to be. And, um, I, uh, I, I, you know, raising the, like my boys are four and six and, 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 um, uh, you know, life's busy at work and, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do this other thing. I, I really wanted to make a living, uh, and, and do full time helping people and speaking and, uh, putting together some online courses and doing all these things that, you know, are, are getting pretty, you know, you see it all around you uh, nowadays. And, and I just wanted to, I wanted to do that because I'm so passionate about recovery and what it can do in people's lives mm-hmm. and the miracle that has taken place in my life. I know, and I believe that that can happen to anyone and what, you know, what success looks like for people is different. It depends what, you know, you're into with, with, you know, so everybody doesn't have the same story, but, but I still believe that, you know, um, um, <laughs> that, that, uh, that anyone can live the dream, whatever that means for them and, and find freedom and a new way to live and so on and so forth. So, um, my wife and I, uh, talked about it and we decided to sell our house and we bought mm-hmm. And, uh, so now we're traveling the country and, uh, at the moment I'm stuck in Texas, uh, with the snow and everything. But, uh, so we're doing like a, doing like a book tour and, uh, um, she's teaching yoga. She, she does yoga for recovery and she teaches that remotely and, and stuff. And we're just giving it a year and a half or so to see if we can make this work. I quit my job <laughs> and, uh, just, just totally focusing on this and just living in the moment and, um, and, 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 and being in service and in, in ways that I, only like dreamed of like, like last year. And, um, so I'm in a good place, man. And this is, you know, what recovery has done for me has taken me literally, you know, from the gutter and, uh, yeah. this place where, uh, of, 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 of peace and, 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 uh, 
uh, goodness and and all of that. And not to say that it's easy all the time because I I still have all those same defects. You know, I I don't I don't think I've gotten rid of any of them. The defects or whatever you want to call them, you know, character flaws or you know, depending on what your recovery style is and you know, but um, shortcomings and. Um, but today I have tools that I can, I can recognize and, and, and deal with those. And, um, and, and so they don't become a, a, a deficit in my life. And so they don't cause me to steer my life into a ditch anymore, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm uh, really grateful to be here and uh, grateful, really glad to be on your podcast finally and um, uh, to share my story. And uh, so, uh, so there you go. All right. That was awesome, man. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually talked to anybody that legit robbed a bank. So I'm actually like super delighted about that. <laughs> and I really thank you for sharing that. Um, Eric, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask the first question. Go right ahead. All right. So, uh, John, did you have to, um, or have you had to do any work in recovery to deal with any of that like early emotional trauma and like how, how you talked about like just disassociating from your emotions? Have you, have you had to like try and repair that in recovery and what sort of stuff did that entail? Yeah. Um, well, the answer is yes. And, um, at first, I was doing it and not even realizing it because my, mm-hmm. my my sponsor gave me some kind of like assignments. You know, when I when I first came in the rooms, my 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 sponsor gave me this assignment that at uh, at the end of every meeting, you know, and I go to uh, I, I I the fellowship I, I go to, they ask if you have a burning desire, you know, mm-hmm. and if you, if you feel like you're going to use it, there's a, a huge thing you just need to get off your chest. And, and he told me at that point during the meeting, I need to raise my hand and say that my name is Don, I'm an addict. And, and today I have a choice. Thank you for letting me share, you know? And so I, I did that. And, um, you know, 60 days later, you know, it was some people would laugh when I would raise my hand because they knew it was coming. And I even had some people that would come up to me after the meeting that didn't know me and, you know, they, they, they thought like I was a guru because the way that I said it was like, just, Oh wow, I have a choice, you know, that's intense, man. And so, but, but the thing was, is for me, what it, what it did for me is it, it, I don't know, it became part of my actual, you know, it empowered me. Uh, and on some level and yeah. I internalized that and I knew that, yeah, man, today I do have a choice. And, and that when I feel like for me, that, and that, kind of aha moment that I told you about that I, I, I am, um, I am a good person and I do deserve a good life and I am worth fighting for and my life is precious, you know, and I am going to give a fuck about it, you know, and, and feeling like that is a huge kind of, um, you know, defense, if you will, or, a, 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 a you know, it, 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 it helps when those, feelings come that are triggered from pain points long ago, you know, mm-hmm. and, and even if I don't understand it, even if I don't uh, know with a specific tool to deal with that in a really, um, you know, to go back and, and, and to heal that or whatever, I, I, knowing that, that I am, that I, I don't deserve to put myself through that crap anymore uh, is a huge, <laughs> is a huge help. And so that was the first thing 
I believe. And and when I when I I did go through my, my step work and step four, and I realized that on a deeper level that um, that all the people that I had an issue with, you know, that I was mad. I was mad at my mom because, you know, I felt like I was abandoned at that drug program, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, she said, you know, hey, we're going to new school, and, and I looked up, and there's these two older boys, like football players, coming to pin me down in this chair, and boom, she was out the door, and, and what the hell, and I'm stuck here now, and I, I just wanted to go home. I wanted to, I wanted to, okay, I'll stop using drugs. I'll, I want to play baseball again. I want to play my guitar again. I'll go to school and I won't skip. And these are the things, how do I get home? You know, and, and, and I felt like really abandoned. And, and I remember when we did step work around that issue that, you know, um, I, I, I realized as I wrote and I talked about it and all these feelings came up that, um, that self-acceptance and accepting that I have feelings and that it's okay to acknowledge them and to let them come up and to experience them. That, that was a huge part of the work, not just for that particular, um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. situation, but for a lot of things, you know, and, and, and I allowed yeah. myself to start feeling again. You know, they, they say that when you put down the drugs or whatever, that um, uh, the good news is that you can feel again, the bad news is that you can feel again. And for me, that, yeah. that was, took on quite a different uh, a meaning because I, I didn't necessarily, it was hard for me to feel. And. Uh, and it still is sometimes. I have a delayed reaction. Like some really bad shit can happen, and I will just not even. Okay, you know that happened. You know, and it might be a day or two until I go, whoa, you know, and I'll I'll <laughs> feel about it. You know, and and um, so my 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 feelings are not always appropriate on that level, you know. But I I, I do know how to acknowledge them and deal with them. And so, um, I I did I did I went I got outside help. Uh, as well. And I, I saw a therapist for a while, just to a lot of the, you know, it wasn't so much that, you know, my life was un, unmanageable, but I thought that I could just benefit by getting some input um, uh, about, you know, the way, you know, I had a pretty crazy, you know, childhood and then all the prison and everything like that. And, and, um, you know, I, I, I felt that I could get maybe some closure on some things if I, if I sought out some help. In recovery, it taught me that it's okay to ask for help, you know, that, that that's how we get better is asking for help. And, and so I did, and, and I found it to be very helpful. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, they did some kind of asked me a lot of questions and had me do some visualization and kind of different like techniques that made me see things in a whole new way. And, and it basically just allowed me to let go of some things and see it as it was and say, yes, this is, this is my truth that, that, you know, it's okay that I felt abandoned or it's okay that I was, uh, I was abused or it was, uh, not it was okay that I was abused, but I mean, it's, I'm okay with it and I can let yeah. that acknowledge it, know that I was wronged and not, and, 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 and I have a tool now, you know what I mean? And, and so mm-hmm. it involved re-experiencing some emotions, but it also uh, allowed me to, um, to let some things go. And, uh, stop allowing that to affect me in the present, you know? And, uh, so yeah, man, that's, uh, I guess, does that kind of address that in a way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. All right. All right. What you got, Eric? So I, I have to, I have to ask this question cause it's what I keep thinking about. Um, and maybe there isn't an answer to it. Um, but why banks? Like, um, I, I'm just like curious. Well, I'm just, I'm curious of the thought pro like, cause I don't know. We, we, um, a lot of our friends did, you know, B and E's or broke into cars, but no one was ballsy enough to 100%. You know, do a bank. I'm just curious, like 
No. How did you get to like that decision? Yeah, like it's a huge leap, right? Um, yeah. <clears throat> I could say that, well, because that's like where the money is, you know, but it, it's, uh, it wasn't really that, um, it, it's, this is, and, and this is the crazy part, you know, I mean, I, I, I was always like a, kind of like a daredevil and thrill seeker. And I mean, when I got clean, I, 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 I went skydiving and I did other things and I just, I liked the rush and adrenaline and all that. So I don't know what factor that had in, in there. And I'm sure it was there somewhere, but I do know that, uh, when I decided to do what I did, I was like up for days and delusional. And I thought, and this is going to sound really crazy, man, but I, I, I felt like I was part of a government plot. You know, like they're like, I'm supposed to go into that bank and they're going to look at me and they're going to recognize me and they're going to hand me the money because they know I'm the guy that they're supposed to give it to because they're like expecting me kind of thing. Wow. And I know that's really, really insane. But yet at the same time, there was, is, is that true or not? Or am I just freaking out? You know, and so I was still like sweating balls when I went in there. You know, it's not like I was. So it was just like, like a mixture of a whole, I, I was just messed up, you know? Yeah. And um, so I, I would get, get in a state and, and, and then afterwards I would just be freaking out, wondering like, what, what the hell just happened and, and why did it happen? And, and um, you know, like I said, at first I, I, I did a lot of time, uh, even though I had explained to my, my public defender, I never had a paid attorney. Um, what I experienced and it didn't really matter but the last time it, it did they they were like well that's that doesn't sound right you know it's not like you mm -hmm. you know and then so i they referred me and uh and i'm glad they did you know i i, I wound up um all that was dropped and i and here i am you know so um that's just it's wow. my my addiction took me and um uh, I think that somewhere, this is my own suspicion, because going back and looking at it, it's hard to untangle all that, but I feel like I I had this deep paranoia and fear, and I felt like I had betrayed myself. You know, I had I was a traitor to my own self, and somehow the dope in my family, and, you know, I, I think that that just really... Uh, really messed with me and when I would, would be up for days and, and uh, I, I just did <laughs> some crazy shit, man, you know? And so, um, yeah, that's, that's probably about as best as I can answer that. And I never like, like, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go rob that bank and get money and go do drugs and boom, you know, that's, that's clear cut why I'm doing it. It was like all this other stuff too. And so, no, I mean, nothing, yeah. nothing good has ever happened after being up for 48 hours or more. So yeah, no. I, I can no. I can understand how things could go awry. Yeah, yeah. The best thing ha that happens after being up that long is like finally falling asleep again. Yeah, that's about it. Not hearing the birds in the morning. Wow. Yeah, right, David. All right. Um. Hmm. All right. Uh, you you talked a lot about like having that that feeling that you just didn't fit in, um, that you, you, you really couldn't find your place in the world. And I hear that a lot. Like that's a pretty common thread amongst us addicts. And the way I think of it, I, I hope you've seen Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with the Island of Misfit Toys. And I've always equated recovery to the Island of Misfit Toys. It's just 
the the only place like where the misfits fit in is the island of misfit toys because like when i came to recovery i started to have that feeling that i was accepted so can you like describe for you like why that is the like why you know how you mean kind of like how that played out for me or my the, yeah. the, the kind of idea and all that um mm-hmm. well I, I definitely felt like i was a misfit you know and i i felt like my my history just was like evidence of that and that there was something wrong with me and all of that and you know i know that a lot of people in recovery feel that way too and you know i mean i mean if if, if i had not got put away when I was 13 and I just kind of struggled through high school and all this. And I wound up, you know, whatever I would have still felt that way, you know, it just Mm -hmm. wouldn't have been so hard. So I I definitely understand why that's such a widely, you know, kind of, uh, it's a a lot of people have experienced that. And, and um, Mm -hmm. for, for me, I just know that it was like amplified massively by, by being separated from society for so long and, you know, and, and, and um, like all the crazy experiences that I had and, and the fear of what people would think of me because of that. And like, even, 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 uh, uh, you know, it, it's like, I felt like even the, like, even just, just dating, you know, I mean, how, like I, 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 when I got out that last time I thought, well, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to, uh, what kind of woman would want to even go out with me? You know, and if they do go out, me they must be really fucked up. You know what I mean? So I, I <laughs> you know, yeah, I wouldn't want that person to become the mother of my children. You know, and so it, it's <laughs> like um, I experienced that, and and I know that that like during that time when I first started going to meetings, I would like disqualify myself from recovery because like before I lo- I became homeless again and I lost my car, and I still had a job, and this was after the cocaine arrest. Um, I would go to a meeting and I would think, man, I, I have a car out there and I have a house that I live in. And, uh, these are just a bunch of freaking drug addicts and, and, and I'm different than them. And then, um, you know, a few years later, it was, uh, these people got cars and they got houses and I'm homeless and I'm just a freaking drug addict. And I, I, I don't have anything in common with them. You know, it's just funny how it, it can flip like that. And I still wanted to try to exclude myself, you know? Yeah. Um, You know, and for a while in early recovery for me, I felt like I only fit in with the misfits, you know? Yep. But I kind of, I kind of don't, I mean, I I get that. And there's a certain feeling of being at home around sharing with other addicts and so forth. And I get that, but some of that is lifted for me because I, I, I like, like when, um, you know, like, 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 for example, when I had my, my boys, you know, um, and I would go out and I would see other parents for their kids. I, I felt like I identified with them on some level because they're, they're part of the parent community, you know, uh-huh. and then when work, I feel like I identify with them because they're part of my work community. And, and, and I don't know, I, I felt like that I didn't have to be identified by my, my, my status as an addict. So strongly. I mean, I have to know who I am and where I come from and never forget that. But at the same time, that's not what defines me, you know, and that is allowed. Oh, that. Me, yeah. And that, that's allowed me to like, like connect with people in, on a real and genuine and, and heartfelt level that, you know, that I, I, that had, I stuck with just feeling like, like I can only be with normies or I can't be with normies because I can only be with my 
strangies. I don't know. <laughs> like then, mm-hmm. then, then, then how there would be a lot, a lot of opportunities and just a, uh, rich experiences that I would have um, uh, not allowed myself to experience. And, and uh, so it's opened a lot of doors for me and I can, I can still be in recovery and, um, and, and as well, you know, so I don't feel the same on that anymore. And um, my, my deeper connection is the fact that, you know, I'm a, I'm a human being and I, I, I want the same thing as everybody else, whether they're in recovery or not. And that's to, to feel that they're of value and that they are meaning and purpose in their life. And, and, uh, and they want to be loved, you know, and, uh, yeah. appreciated and heard and, you know, so, um, so yeah, I guess, I don't know if that, that kind of addresses that, but that's kind of been my, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That was fantastic. Yeah. So back to you, Eric. With yeah. The weather. So the um, you mentioned uh, during one of your stints that you were um, you got heavily into religion, and I'm curious, have you continued with any sorts of religion on your path, and what's kind of your relationship with that today? Um, well, it, it's kind of funny, but it's like it's like a yes and no thing with that. I mean, I I. Um, I, I, I do have a spiritual path, but I, it's not like religious, you know, um, I do tend to identify more with like, um, a oneness and, and, and kind of, uh, thing where I don't, I, I don't approach things as though there is this battle, cosmic battle between good and evil and one's going to rise the victor and the, all the religious systems that kind of follow that pattern, you know? Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I I, I, I just try to focus on connection because I, I believe that spirit or the universe or whatever it is that it is, uh, that we're all made of the same stuff, ultimately, that we all come from the same, same, <laughs> the same thing and that we will return to it as well. And, and that, that um, I, because of that, you and I are, are, are equal and deserving of, of, of uh, honor and respect and dignity and that is what what i i i i i know to be true for me and, and the way i look at things and um so religion not so much but i believe that also you know at the same time um i i i believe that there's purpose and meaning to things that that there is is like like divorce or whatever you want to call it that is good and and, and, and you know what they they told me early on that um you know, to, when I uh, explore and find my higher power, that whatever it was, that the suggestion would be that it's loving and kind, you know. And, um, you know, that that wasn't really a problem for me uh, because I, I, I kind of come to some beliefs for myself about uh, how, you know, what, what, what my relationship to that is. And, and, and kind and loving, I think that that's in my heart and I believe it's in your heart and I believe that's that's a reflection of what it is. And I believe that... that 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 my higher power is kind of loving and, and um, um, so and and that and I believe in, in power man I believe that like the these principles that we we talk about and we aspire to and we want to we want to follow that when we do follow them and we have faith and we have in them and and, and and trusting the process and stuff like that man miracles really do happen you know and I believe like that my life is like evidence of that and um, um, 
you know, so for, for me and, and in, 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 in prison, you know, I went on this thing where at first I was a fundamental, you know, I was in a, involved in a fundamental religion for a long time and kind of from my childhood and then I went way to the other spectrum and I meditated till I almost floated off my bunk, you know, and, and, and I just, I, in the end, I, I just didn't, I couldn't intellectually, I couldn't, you know, and I, I couldn't like say this is right or that's wrong or whatever. I just didn't know, but I know that I'm here and that I exist and that I am part of all this and, and that it's okay. You know, I don't have to know. And I kind of moved from looking at things from being a, you know, having to define it rather than just, I just need to participate in it, whatever it is and to trust and to, and that's to me, that's like real faith. You know, I don't have to know. I have to have the answer that satisfies my, you know, itch to need something certain, you know. And uh, so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. All right. I got uh, one final question. Um, so, you did uh, a fair amount of time in jail and. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard, um, and I think it's a pretty common thing that that transition from like the like long-term institutionalization to like back to the free world, uh, it, it, it's difficult. So I was wondering, could you give me two do's and two don'ts in the transitioning process from long-term jail time? Just for anybody out there who like might be listening and like they might be going through it right now. Like what, what should they try to do and what should they avoid? Yeah. Um, okay. For, for two do's, I would say the first do would be to, um, to connect with other people, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, that, that could be hard and that could, um, and well, I mean, I know it is hard. It's, it's, there's a lot of fear involved with that and pushing through that and, you know, um, but you got to do that and you have to, mm -hmm. So uh, push through that fear and find some groups and uh, there's support groups for everything. And so for an addict, you know, I mean, uh, the go-to place would be, or an alcoholic, the place would be go to be a 12-step fellowship. But for people who just, I don't know, you know, I guess that's the context here, right? So um, definitely go to meetings and, 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 um, and, and, and I found that, you know, and, and, and although I am, I'm, 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 you know, I, I found recovery within the rooms and, and 12 step. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not closed minded and, 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 uh, I, I, there's probably stuff that works for people and, and I know people, but, but the rooms, the cool thing about the rooms I feel like is it's for one free and, and there's a lot of, mm -hmm. people, Oh, you can find a meeting anywhere. And, you know, um, you can, it's a safe place to try new things and, and to develop relationships and find out what works and what doesn't work, you know, for someone who doesn't know how to do all that shit, you know, and doesn't have a safety net and a, 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 a network of people, you know, that's, it's, it's, it's the best place to do that. It's, you can make a mistake, you know, you can, you can get in the wrong relationship, just stay there and stay clean and okay, well, we move on and we learn from that, or you can do this, or you can, you know, I mean, all those mistakes that people make and, and um, in recovery and that's that's why we have the fellowship it's, it's it's a safe place and so that would be the one do and another do i would say is to um um gosh i almost want to repeat that as a second do just to emphasize how important that is. <laughs> but um uh the other thing um uh, i guess I, I would say is to uh 
to, to reach out to a spiritual community, whatever, uh, you know, you've been apart from the rooms and, and to get involved there. And, uh, um, cause generally speaking, those communities are going to have people who care and who love and, and, and people need, need, need that, especially when they're getting out of a long period of isolation and are trying to get on their feet and, and, and to, to feel accepted. You know, I think it's, it's, you know, I know some people need to be put away, you know, I mean, you can start, yeah. you know, types of crimes that people need to be put away. But generally speaking, you know, um, when you violate someone's property or something like that, you know, you, obviously you have some social issues because you don't, you're not empathetic towards people by, by stealing their shit, you know, but, but <laughs> putting you, putting you, putting you away from people is not going to solve that problem. You know what I mean? And the solution yeah. is how to really relate to people, how to make amends to people and give them their shit back or give them other shit or, or somehow go through a healing process and that, you know, um, you know, unfortunately, that there's not a system for that, but but spirits provide a, 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 a context for, for some of those principles, you know. So I would say to do that, and um, <clears throat> some of the don'ts, and um, um, you know, um, I guess the opposite of the connection thing would be don't isolate, you know, and uh, 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 don't lie to yourself, you know. There's a, a quote from. Paulo Coelho, I always like this, is if you want to be successful, you must always respect this one rule. Do not lie to yourself. And that's easy to say. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I, 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 it's, it's really easy to do the, the comfortable thing and to just, for like someone get out like me to, to not want to, uh, practice courage and, 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 and just isolate and be alone and to do that first one or whatever and, and just, um, uh, but to not to, to make it a practice to not not lie to yourself and uh, and don't do that and uh, show yourself yeah. love and do the right thing for yourself and and so forth. So all right, go hang out with other felons. I mean, I can say that too. I mean, that's kind of like you know, okay, you know. I mean, we know that and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't go to bars, or whatever. But so yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm really glad uh, to 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 hook up and to to be here. And um, um, you know, I don't. I, I didn't. I I just thought of it. I didn't know what you're doing with show notes and stuff like that. But um, you know, I'm not here to plug my book, but I can give you the title of it, the name, if you're interested. And oh, if, of course, I, no, I of course, Don. Um, you know, please, like, you know, where where can our <laughs> listeners find you? And uh, definitely you know, where can they look for your book? Yeah. Plug your book, man. Okay. okay yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, here I go. So, uh, <laughs> um, well, you can find me if you, if you just Google Don Cummins, C-U-M-M-I-N-S, there's no G in it. And you can, after that, you can put Don Cummins speaker or Don Cummins book or anything like that. And boom, there, there it'll be. And the book is the prison within a memoir of breaking free. And it, 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 it details some of the stuff I just said and, and talked about and shared about. And, and, um, you know, I, I wrote it. Um, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a, um, it, it's well-written. It really is. It got good reviews and, um, you know, the people, people have read it and told them how it, it impacted them. And, uh, you know, but those, those recovery, uh, memoirs, there's a whole genre of that. And they're never going to be a number one on Oprah's book, um, uh, thing. Uh, but, um, uh, that's not why I wrote it. And I, I feel like that 
in that book that there's a, the messages there that someone could really read that and see and say, oh man, you know, I am worth it too. I am worth fighting for. Damn it, I'm going to do something different. And so I'm, I'm excited about that for that reason. I was able to, I was able to actually write a book, man. So that's, that's like really cool. And um, yeah, you can find it there and check it out. Anybody who's interested and, uh, and um, you know, there's, I'm doing some other stuff too, but that's, that's uh, it's all there. If you go to like my site, it'll lead you to the stuff. <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, do you, do you have any more questions, Eric? No, no, I think um, we're good uh, on that front, David. Um, it's been, it's been, All you right. know, it's been so long. I almost forget how we close. Do, do you go first? Do I go first? Help well, me out first, here. We would like to thank our guest Don for joining us this evening. Right, yeah. You did a great job, man. And I want to give you one more quick minute. A quick message to anybody out there who's listening and struggling. Uh, what do you have to say to them to give them a message of hope? I want to say that that um, that that you are worth fighting for. That 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 you have something unique and something good about you that all of us need to see. That we we're just waiting on you to discover it develop it and give it back to us and and that the way that you can find that out is by giving yourself a break and realizing that you are worth fighting for and ask for help and go to a meeting and uh, if you're already going then, then just keep going and uh and, and and throw yourself into recovery and uh, and if you do buckle uh up your seatbelt because you're in for one hell of a, a ride and it's a and what a good ride it is so awesome all right, Eric, would you like to uh, regale our listeners with our media statement? Sure, I can do that. Uh, so we are, um, you know, fully self-supporting here at Podcast Recovery, and we need your support to uh, help keep the mics on. So if you would like to become a Patreon uh, member, please uh, join our Patreon um, or support us on any of our websites or social media at Facebook youtube um twitter uh instagram or anywhere else you find your podcast um and please don't forget subscribe like comment uh and yeah back to you david all right here at podcast recovery we are aiming to expand the scope of support for recovering addicts accessibility and convenience of helpful services is paramount to combating addiction we work to bring the message of recovery to every addict wherever and whenever it is needed we believe that a powerful voice of recovery should be obtainable, practical, and at the touch of a button. Every addict deserves to hear a message of hope, and Podcast Recovery is here to provide it. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us once again. And Just like Eric said, uh, like, share, subscribe on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, please become a member of the home group. And if you uh, shout out your name and your address, we will send you a brand new uh podcast recovery bracelet to uh oh, yeah. show some support and become become part of the I family. Yeah, about we got that. We have we, live we, strong bracelets yeah. now. Yeah, we got some stuff and Don, if you want one, uh uh give me an address and I will put one in an envelope and a little note to you and send one out your way, man. All right, dude. I will I will I will do that. I'll take you up on it. Absolutely. Awesome. 
And uh, most importantly, everybody out there, stay safe and stay clean.